0: Right now, I'm going to share with you the largely unknown strategy to fight this communist dictatorship of the whole world. This war plan that I'm going to lay out identifies and targets the weakest links in the chain which allow for exploitation. It's the strategy that St. Maximilian Kolbe saw would lead to the defeat of these same forces when he witnessed their first victory march in 1917. The tactics that I'm going to lay out are, well, they make sense. They're doable. They're assured to lead us to victory. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In 1917, right around the time of the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima, and on the eve of the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, then-brother Maximilian Kolbe was in Rome as his theology student. He was at the famous Gregorian University. Now, 1917 marked the 200th anniversary of Freemasonry, and the Masons were actually out in force in Rome to celebrate. Their presence in the Eternal City was public and flagrant. Banners and posters and leaflets were everywhere. In fact, the young friar saw with his own eyes and recorded the events in his notebooks blasphemous processions of Masons to the Vatican, with the Masons singing songs in honor of Satan. Now, some of their banners carried the inscription, I quote, Satan will rule in the Vatican and the Pope will be his slave, end quote. Get that again. Satan will rule in the Vatican and the Pope will be his slave. Well, let's hear the account from Brother Maximilian himself. He said, and I quote, Freemasonry in Rome appeared more and more in public and unfurled in plain view of the Vatican windows their banners depicting St. Michael the Archangel trampled and defeated by Lucifer and distributed leaflets reviling the Holy Father, quote. <laughs> so much for a secret society and so much for a non-religious organization of free thinkers. Well, it was as if these enemies of the Church of Christ sensed that they were on the cusp of a great victory and allowed their mask to slip. And in a sense, you could say they were indeed, or they had indeed achieved a great victory for them. They had just marked the anniversary of the First World War, where the flower of Europe's youth were sent to kill each other in battlefields, and the world was still not really recovered from the social effects of this even to our day. At the same time, as I already mentioned, the Russian revolutionaries overthrew the Tsar. They murdered all of his family, even the children, and insisted on an anti-God, anti-human communist regime, guilty of the deaths of millions. The Catholic religion and the name of Jesus Christ was progressively removed from social life and the public square to the point many of us now have to beg our overlords for toleration and even exemptions to even continue existing. And what can we say of those words recorded by Brother Maximilian Kolbe at the time? And I quote, Satan will rule in the Vatican and the Pope will be his slave, end quote. He also said, this mortal hatred of the Church of Christ and of his vicar, proceeds from the principle of Freemasonry, the destruction of all religion, but especially the Catholic religion. All over the world, the scattered cells of this mafia strive in the most varied ways, more or less visibly, to reach the same goal. In doing so, it makes use of a whole horde of associations with various names and purposes, which under its influence still spread religious indifference and weaken morality. The ideals of Freemasonry, the ideals of the French Revolution, of secularized liberty, equality, and fraternity, detached from God, these are now the very air that we breathe, at least... Until very recently, they have been around long enough to demoralize the once-Christian nations and make us all worldly and complacent. But now it seems that they have achieved their purpose, and the mirage of these noble-sounding ideals are collapsing into totalitarianism and revolution. In fact, even in the 19th century, we were receiving divine warnings, warnings from heaven of what was coming in apparitions approved as credible by the Church, a Lord appeared to the Carmelite nun Sister Marie of St. Peter in 1843 and warned her that He was about to punish the world for all of the public universal blasphemy, particularly against the name of God, against His Catholic Church, and the desecration of Sundays. All of these things have only gotten worse. He revealed to Sister Marie that he was going to punish mankind for these crimes through quote, the malice of revolutionary men, end quote, and particularly by means of communism. We don't even need to mention the errors of Russia and Fatima here. Perhaps all of this sounded kind of quaint 10 years ago, or as if it were referring to the 20th century. But today, at the end of 2021, it seems horribly up-to-date. So, what should we do? What can we do? What did Brother Maximilian Kolbe do, seeing this much, sort of the near triumph um, of the Freemasons in the Holy City of Rome? Well, Seeing these celebrations and processions in Rome, he wrote this, and I quote, Is it possible that our enemies must carry on their work to the point of taking over, and that we must remain idle or, at the most, just pray without taking any action? Do we not have weapons more powerful than theirs, the protection of heaven and of the Immaculate Virgin, the Immaculate and undefeated Queen who fights off every heresy, will not give the field over to the enemy that is raising his head again. If she finds servants who are faithful and docile to her orders, she will win new victories, greater than we would imagine." Quote. He continued, The idea occurred to me to found an association to fight against Freemasonry and the other servants of Lucifer, end quote. So what was this association? What is its essence? He called it the Militiae Immaculate, the Knights of the Immaculate. And this is its program, and I quote, to conquer the entire world as quickly as possible and every single soul that is living now or will exist until the end of the world for the Immaculate and through her for the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Quote. And there are various facets to this organization, of course, and some of them active and others more spiritual. But at its heart, it is total consecration to the Immaculate Virgin and prayer for the Freemasons. Now, we all know that we have a Christian duty to love and pray for our enemies. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself taught love your enemies, do good. To those who hate you, pray for those that persecute and calumniate you. St. Paul takes up the same teaching. He says, Do not render evil for evil. If it is possible as much as is in you, have peace with all men. Revenge not yourselves, my dearly beloved, but give place unto wrath, for it is written, Revenge is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if thy enemy be hungry, give him to eat. If he thirst, give him to drink. That's from Romans 12. So, should we then also be pacifists? Should we wait for this revolution to destroy us? Well, St. Paul actually answers that very question. He says, immediately after saying what he does, he tells us that by doing this, by loving our enemies and, by extension, prayer for our enemies. He says, by this, you will be heaping coals of fire upon his head. He says, be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil by good. Sister Marie of St. Peter saw it in the same way. Speaking with, uh, of the prayers of reparation to the Holy Face, which our Lord revealed to her, she wrote, and I quote, I proceed to enter the battlefield fortified, with the cross and the other instruments of our Lord's torture as my weapons of war, leveling their infinite conquering power against the military entrenchments of the enemy in the way he taught me, she says. And then dear Father Maximilian Kolbe, who had had the same idea, he said, the enemies of God are conquered and destroyed not through violence, but through grace and by being converted. They are changed into fellow servants and children of God through the grace of Christ and the power of the Immaculate Virgin who crushes the serpent's head and destroys all heresies and error. End quote. Here is the reality of things. We're we're in the midst of a global revolution right now. It's progressing extremely quickly with apparently little standing in its way. And Many are attributing this to, and and seriously, to dark powers of hell, and are sure that those imposing this revolution are sort of following, and maybe even assisted, by the very demons themselves. But even if that's true, and it actually certainly looks like it, but you might say, (laughs) well, for all sorts of reasons, it really does look like it. But the people actually imposing this, they're human beings. Um, they're, they're flesh and blood. You might say, well, there are some, you know, truly committed to this. There's some really evil men who are totally committed to this. And you might say they can't be reached. It's impossible. You'd say, well, first of all, nothing's impossible with God, but you could concede that there's a whole bunch of those leaders in those high places that are really committed and there's no getting to them. However, They're not the ones actually carrying out the imposition of all of this, are they? The imposition of this, the revolution, requires a large number of men who are less dedicated. These are people who need to be kept in line by their wicked masters, whether they, you know, do it by threats or by promises. But they are moving parts, you might say. They have families, they have friends, they have memories of how life used to be. And it's just not possible for the forces of evil to have complete assurance that these men, whom they do not own like they might others, will continue to cooperate in this insane, ugly, anti-human, anti-Christ revolution. Demons don't change their minds, but humans do. And humans have a breaking point at which, you know, they may say, enough, their taskmasters being on them 24-7, and with the power of grace obtained through the prayers that you say and that I say, this prayer and action, they will break and say enough. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link. As more and more people suffer from the effects of these vaccines, these lockdowns, these emerging... Really, it's an emerging apartheid. As more and more people realize that they are always just another booster away from being counted as unclean or unvaccinated themselves. As the families of the enforcers themselves begin to suffer and become divided among themselves. As they find themselves arresting, firing, imposing, injecting or even killing other people just like themselves that breaking point comes closer and closer. You know, and we can really say that the powers of evil are not really in control of all of these things. You can't say that they're in control of everything. Their success is not guaranteed. And indeed, we do not even need to despair of the most villainous characters in this terrible play. You know, Who would even thought that the brutal Saul of Tarsus would become St. Paul, the Apostle? You know, God may do stranger things still. Each breath they take, each beat of their hearts, these things are only possible because Almighty God allows them and sustains these wicked men in being. They think that they are so powerful, but they only continue to exist for the greater glory of God and because he wills it these are the facts so they too are humans hardened to grace that they as they may be definitely are perhaps but let's just say that their immunity to grace is about as safe and effective as their so-called vaccines <laughs> so we must pray You know, we're coming to the end of the 54-day, 15-decade rosary novena, which you might have joined a number of us in. And while we have surely received many graces from that prayer, the prayer must continue. We must continue to pray our rosaries for the end of this tyranny and the triumph of the Immaculate Heart. Give me my weapon, said Padre Pio. We have seen that our Lord wants us to make reparation for the blasphemies offered to Him, for which this communist tyranny is a punishment. Our Lord told Sister Marie that reparation to the Holy Face would defeat the communists and the revolution. Let us take up this very spirit. Let us pray with Father Maximilian for those who do not have recourse to Our Lady. He said, quote, especially the Freemasons, end quote. And we can add to that the wicked architects of this revolution. And we must pray also that Satan does not rule in the Vatican and that we have a Pope who will not be his slave. I want to end with the words of then-priest Father Maximilian Kolbe, who gives us the authentic image of a Knight of the Immaculate, He gives us this quote. He does not narrowly confine his heart to himself, nor to his family, or to his close relations and friends and countrymen, but he takes the whole world into it. That's into his heart. Each and every person, because all without exception have been redeemed with the blood of Jesus Christ. All of them are our brethren. He wishes all True happiness, enlightenment through the light of faith, cleansing from sins, and a heart burning with love for God, an unbounded love, the happiness of all mankind in God through the Immaculate. That is his dream. End quote. There are all sorts of actions that we can take to protect our families, our children, our nations, and the Church in these dark times. But without Christ, we can do nothing. We must start with him making reparation for the blasphemies of mankind and praying that he convert the hearts of the wicked men who have allowed themselves to be the slaves of Satan. In the end, Our Lady's Immaculate Heart will triumph, and she will crush the head of the serpent and all those who make up his anti-church. They have already lost, and we have already won. The supreme act of love, and what may help us the most, is to save these wicked men from their fates by our prayers. You know, who knew there was so much strategic wisdom in our Lord's admonition? Pray for your enemies. Do good to those who persecute you. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to LifeSiteNews.com, because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are An excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parlor MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSight News.